there's no option for women about dealing with periods and birth control. It's just, it's a necessity. What I hate the most is like having to think about my period, about having to do something about birth control. Hello, people of the interwebs. I'm Tash Doherty, and welcome to the Practical Guide to Pussyhood, the show about birth control, periods, and liberating yourself from the patriarchy. I met Alex in the East Bay in California. Alex had recently moved to Berkeley to pursue her dreams of working in a restaurant and creating sustainable food systems. She is also a super great computer scientist and software engineer. Alex used the NuvaRing, which is a short-term form of birth control, and it's a flexible plastic ring that contains hormones. It's about two inches wide, and you insert it yourself into your vagina, and it sits in your cervix. The hormones in the NuvaRing stop you from ovulating or producing an egg as long as it's left in place. You can change it every three weeks or so. Now Alex has a Marina IUD, which is a hormonal IUD. As a form of long-acting birth control, like the copper IUD and the implant, the hormonal IUD is much easier to use correctly and consistently because as long as it's in your body, it's working and you don't have to think about it. So now it's time to hear from Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm 25 years old, and I currently live in the East Bay in Berkeley, California. My birth control story is that before I went off to college, my mom sat me down, and we she never really gave me a sex conversation, but she did tell me that she had started becoming sexually active when she went to college, so she thought that it would be appropriate for me to start taking birth control when I went to college. So the gynecologist that I've always gone to and still technically go to is um, the same gynecologist that my mom goes to on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. And I started taking low estrin uh, birth control pills and I was on them for a long time. And I mean, I've definitely had like weird side effects, nothing like horrible, but um, definitely made my skin worse and like made my like boobs swell and like get a size or two bigger which I actually didn't like. I was I think I was on there for a couple of years and but it wasn't a problem getting it. It was just an easy conversation with my doctor. I have, yeah, good health insurance so covered it. I studied abroad in Istanbul, Turkey, and the only reason why I bring that up is because it was there that I met a friend from Germany, and she was taking something called the NuvaRing, which I had never heard of before, and she was, like, raving about how, like, great it was and easy and simple and, you know, didn't have the same side effects as the pill. So then when I got back from my semester abroad, I went to my gynecologist and I said, oh, what about the NuvaRing? Like, I heard it's a good thing. And she said, oh yeah, that's probably fine. And so I started uh, using the NuvaRing for birth control. Fast forward to um, the following fall when I started dating my long-term boyfriend and I was still using the NuvaRing and we were sexually active and a few weeks into our relationship we had sex and a couple of days passed before I realized that the NuvaRing had fallen out. I don't know how, pr presumably during sex or after or before. 
I realized I was pregnant and I remember feeling like pretty angry and confused when I realized that I was pregnant after I thought I was protected with the NuvaRing and I um, remember googling like you know can the NuvaRing fall out does anyone else like have this issue that I'm having of like NuvaRing falling out during sex and I didn't find any resources maybe like one form which is which kind of confirmed like yeah I had the same issue but like nothing institutional or no reports saying like yeah this is a risk that's real and like I just was like pretty frustrated with that I wasn't ready to have a child, so had an abortion, but was pretty like thrown off guard because I was like very, very sure that I was protecting myself and doing the right thing. I'm lucky that I was able to turn to my younger sister. Uh, we're pretty close in age and very close emotionally, and she was with me when I took the pregnancy test. First, I went to Planned Parenthood and had a conversation with them. They agreed to do the procedure. So I ended up having the procedure done in a hospital. And the whole time through that, I was like super concerned that my parents were going to find out through an insurance bill. That was actually like my primary concern because I couldn't pay for it out of pocket and needed my insurance to cover it. And I was still covered by my parents' insurance at the time. I had to call the insurance company and say, okay, any bills that come from this procedure, like please send to a different address. And it was like that, that was probably like the most stressful part in, in all of it. But I did have a good support system in place of my sister and then close friends. And my partner was very supportive at the time as well. So it was a crazy thing because I found out I was pregnant actually during winter break and then was kind of figuring out where the best place to have the abortion would be and ultimately figured Philadelphia was the best place just because my partner would be there and I would have some support and, and have time also to figure out what the best course of action would be. But def like time definitely like stood still those first couple weeks. I remember it was really cold and, and I remember the day of the procedure like emailing my computer science instructor being like can't come in today you know and it was just such a weird thing to be like I I just I can't come in and I I didn't tell him why but he didn't ask but it felt weird it felt like set apart I, like I was set apart in some ways from my peers even though and this is why I talk about it now is that I I do think that it's way more common than, than we collectively think it is and I hope that in being open about what happened in my experience that other people will feel more comfortable and less shamed about their experiences as well. After that, I had a surgical abortion and when they did the procedure, they also put it in an IUD at the same time. And I've been on the Marina IUD since and it's been very effective and I don't feel a lot of side effects and... Um, so far feel pretty good about it. I like to say that I get my period just enough to ruin my underwear, but not enough to put in a tampon. And then I guess the, the last like bit of that story is um, that so my partner and I just broke up a couple of months ago, and it was only after we broke up. Um, so in the last month or two that I actually came clean to my mom. And I told her about the abortion. Um, and she was supportive, but very, very surprised. I think at the time, I was afraid of how she would react. I think I was also afraid of how potentially my partner could be implicated. 
I could see a narrative being twisted in which, you know, as a parent kind of turning in a direction that I didn't want to. So I just didn't want to take the risk. And I felt very, very lucky, very lucky to have the resources at my disposal to be able to handle it. There's no option for women about dealing with periods and birth control. It's just, it's a necessity. Getting it to be the most efficient, easy thing. Like what I hate the most is like having to think about my period, about having to do something about birth control, right? I just don't, I don't want it to be part of my life. It's not that I deny that I have it. I'm very, you know, I love like, I love like thinking about the ways that like actually my period can empower me and my, uh, you know, my sex and sexual drive can empower me. It's not about denying that I bleed, but it's like something that happens with such regularity and can prove to be such an inconvenience that I just don't want to have to spend a lot of time or aggravation thinking about it. So I just like the idea of making it easy and open. Alex's story really moved me because it made me realise that the statistics we use around birth control don't tell us anything about what it's really like to have your birth control method fail. You might see some numbers on Google or on a chart in your doctor's office that talk about effectiveness. Like, for example, the NuvaRing is 91% effective and it has a failure rate of 9%. Alex's story tells us what it's like to be part of that 9% when you're a girl out there who's just in the real world and just trying to do all of the right things to prevent yourself from getting pregnant. You can still get pregnant on the longer-acting methods, the IUDs and the implants, but the chances of you getting pregnant are much, much lower. For example, condoms can come off during sex, or you might put one on the wrong way around without meaning to one night and have it slip off, or you're just trying to take your pill one day and you accidentally drop it and it rolls underneath the fridge in your kitchen. There are a million different reasons under the sun why a birth control method that you're administering to yourself might fail on you. In this case, it happened to Alex without her even realising it, and she was just incredibly unlucky. As young, fertile women, we can create life, and that's really amazing when you think about it. But the fact of the matter is that, as the woman, the pregnancy occurs in your body. While our partners in our lives can be supportive and they might feel part of our pain when we have to go through all of these things, it's really not the same at all. And so when things go wrong, we end up having to bear the brunt of the suffering and we have to experience the full physical and emotional weight of it all. It's tragic that when it comes to birth control and abortions as women, we're made to feel that our pain should be invisible to the outside world, to our closest friends and even to our mothers. These kinds of experiences like abortions and even taking plan B, they hurt us as women, they hurt our partners and they hold us back. So that's a really important part of why we're making these podcasts. Thank you for joining us for this show. As always, if you have any feedback or want to get in touch with me, please DM me on Instagram. My handle is Tash R. Doherty. Or you can write me a little message and contact me at www.tashdoherty.com. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Lots of love. Bye. Bye.